0: Hi, I'm George Teckmachoff here with Steve the Big Cat Anderson for another Easton Target Archery Podcast. Depending on how things go, this could be either episode 205 or 206.
1: Well, we called the last one 205, so... I know,
0: but now, the more I think about that last one, the more I kind of regret that we even have it in the can. You
1: could just label it as such, like, hey, if you really want to know some... Dirty like some details about how Olympic qualification... Like excessively
0: detailed details. Yeah. I almost... I I kind of feel bad. I don't want to throw it out because...
1: Someone cares. Somebody... Somebody, Someone cares.
0: So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do an edit and relabel it, but I think this will be 205. 206. Okay. Because it's timely. It's timely because we've got a big event coming up, and that big event is the World... Outdoor Championship Coming around every two years Last one was in Yankton, South Dakota And this time We're headed to Berlin, Germany
1: Forgot it was in Yankton last time
0: I didn't That's the last World archery event That I Well no it's not The last one But it's the next To last one That I announced That's true Yeah Yeah, Field I had to do field The following year Yeah Yeah. But uh, yeah And that That Experience was interesting We'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. Except that I will tell you, folks, if you ever get an offer to do a uh, announcing job for World Archery and you don't have eyes on target and they tell you, don't worry about it, you can see it on the monitor, don't believe them. Enough <laughs> said. It's a lie. A dirty, filthy lie. All right. So <laughs> now that that's off my chest, Berlin, it's going to be a big deal because of the fact that, among other things, Olympic slots are partly dependent on what happens in Berlin, and fewer of them, so a lot of pressure on teams to make those top three if they're in the recurve categories, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to make our prognostications, our pronouncement for the expected outcome, potentially. We've been pretty solid on some of these picks over the years. You have, for sure. I, my, I probably am batting 300 on this. You're probably closer to a 600, which is pretty impressive. But with that said, none of this is to be used for sports booking or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't you wish we were in a sport where gambling was a thing?
1: Uh, Isn't it going to get there, though? I don't know. And somewhere you can bet on this stuff. Maybe it's just during the Olympics.
0: I mean where people want to do it. You know, like they bet on other stuff that's mainstream. I'm talking about, you know what I mean.
1: I know what you mean where Barstool Sports would report on
0: their gambling. Thank you. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. Compound men. um, We've got a lot of top contenders already registered for the event. And by the way, uh, you know, you're not looking at a record turnout here from what I can tell. But um, for the compound men, you've got uh, every continent being represented. You've got some pretty good up-and-coming guys, and you've got some solid Proven performers, guys like Mike Schlosser. Um, just leafing through this list here, do you see somebody jumping out at you? I, I'm going to say Miguel Bercera from Mexico is somebody who's got some potential to medal, perhaps in a team round. at This thing—that's that's one that hits me right away.
1: Hmm. Yes, Miguel could do well. Yeah. Um.
0: Mike Schlosser is going to win. Okay, Mike Schlosser is going to the. Oh, be the winner according to Steve Anderson market yes. today. That market Mike down. Mike is going to win.
1: Of course. Now I put this is my when I give a prognostication, I'm giving a likelihood of winning, right? Okay. So well, I you, if I, That sounded like an absolute. Well, it is as close to an absolute as I can give. But for the purpose of this show, if I give Mike and then I give a second name, that second name is my second most likely to win.
0: And it counts toward your toward yeah. your betting average, sure. Yeah, sure. Go
1: on. Um, Who else you got? I'm going to say,
0: so Mike Schlosser, Nico Girard. Nico's on my short list. Sawyer Sullivan. Sawyer's on my short list. I'm including Matthias Fullerton on my short list, too.
1: Yeah, he's been really shooting well in qualification, and I think eventually he'll put it all together, too. Uh-huh. So I could throw in Matthias and then uh, the ever-lasting Jimmy Lutz. Jimmy Lutz has potential, but so does Kim Jong-ho. He was a dark horse of mine. Kim Jong-ho, dark horse. So I gave out too many names there. I'm going to stick with Mike. I'm going to go with uh, Nico Girard. I'm going to go with Kim Jong-ho.
0: i got to mention Chris Schaffin in here, as well as, uh, again, I'm backing you up on Sawyer Sullivan. I think Sawyer's got great potential. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of guys. This is a really tough year, I think. There's yeah. a lot of guys who can win.
0: Yeah, that's the point. Abshak Verma is going to be there.
1: Yeah, Abshak just won a World Freaking Cup. You know? And let's not We're forget, not
0: even... Nico Wiener is going to be defending his World Championship.
1: Nico could get hot. He could get hot.
0: Yeah, he hasn't had the best season so far this year, but who knows? He could time it so that he's at his peak for yeah. Berlin. Bosanski is the best he's ever been. Choi young He from Korea, another one that could be a contender. But, you know... That that last bit of pressure—that's the hard part.
1: He's the only Korean who's won a World Cup in men's compound, I believe. But um, I see it going to Kim Jong Ho if if a Korean archer
0: wins. Yeah, I can't argue your point
1: there. So, but do you think it's going to be a you know a
0: top name, or could we have a surprise victor? I would say that Nico, in my perspective, was a surprise winner, but not for you. You expected a lot from him, if I recall correctly.
1: Something about that. He He's just been a really good archer for years, and I thought right. eventually he'll win one.
0: Yeah. You know, there's it's crazy. Like
1: Some of the names that don't get mentioned that have capability of winning. You know, yeah. there's, there's probably 30, I'd say 30 to 40 men's compound archers who are truly capable of winning. Some are just...
0: They're there. They're just not capable. Let me ask you a hypothetical. I know this is a tough one, but if you guys had set system, that would completely upend the landscape, don't you think? Yeah. And I don't know how it would
1: change it too much, but it would... Yeah, it would be different. You know, you wouldn't have... You would never have a big lead, is what it would come down to. That's my point, yeah. You'd never be comfortable with your lead. So, So... would you say the
0: pressure would be even higher?
1: Yeah, probably. Right now, you get a three-point lead. It's like, oh, thanks, bro, for playing. Yeah. You're going home now. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that's tough, but... um On to the compound women. On yeah. uh, to the compound women. I'll tell you, Liko Areola has been... She's been brilliant this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Sometimes There's, somebody like her can you know, really bring it on the day.
1: She's got some... If she can get to the finals, she is going to be a tough beat because she's just robotic. Yeah. She is like a very consistent, very uh, tough to waver
0: archer, right? Now, I'm not being objective about this, but I'd really like to see So Chewan make a podium here.
1: Yeah, she's a favorite of a lot of people. Yeah. I think this comes down to, for me personally, I think it comes down to the two best archers right now are Sarah Lopez and Ella Gibson.
0: Ella's shot outstandingly at the European Championship. Yeah. Sarah... uh, Excuse me, I said European Championship, I meant European European Games. European Games, yeah.
1: Sarah had the match against Lico in the bag and one arrow cost her. Yeah. So... I'm not, uh, you know, like she didn't, she lost that match, right? You would yeah. say like, yeah, did Lico beat her or did she lose the match? She, she, lost, she lost the, the match. match. Yeah. And I'd rather be in that position than someone just beating the brakes off me, you know? So, um, and it could right be... now I still have her as, as Sarah
0: top, Sarah, yep. still the goat.
1: Yep. Lico's going to be there. Yeah. And again,
0: but there's no doubt Ella's a threat.
1: No, there's no, no doubt but what there is is a consistency of getting through rounds. Sarah consistently gets through rounds to get to the finals. Mhm. Uh Ella does a pretty good job at that. Liko's be her first world, I don't know, you know, I don't think that'll matter too much
0: my um, wild card.
1: Just getting through to the to the finals.
0: My wild card, Elisa Runner.
1: Yeah, she's been pretty pretty quality this year. There the there's a good chance there. Joshi venom from India could easily win this. I was
0: thinking that. I was thinking Alejandro Oskiano would not be surprising to me on a podium for a team round. Yeah, th- for think, sure. You know, we're we're looking at uh, Song Yunsu of Korea, another one with great potential. Maybe um, maybe that's the dark horse here.
1: I've got Andrea Muñoz. Yeah, from Spain. From Spain. She's a young archer who's been shooting pretty good, had yeah. a good re- result in Neem. You know, maybe she puts it together here.
0: Yeah, very possible. So that's, a,
1: that's my dark horse pick.
0: Okay, so there we have those compound women selected. Recurve men. Well, when it comes to the recurve men, there are even more potential winners.
1: It's really tough this year.
0: It is, because you've got some people who are doing exceptionally well, consistently well. Last year, Miguel Alvarino of Spain was... Just bringing it to World Cup podiums this year, not quite at that level, but I would not pass him by as a potential candidate to take this thing.
1: God, there's, yeah, he's one. Um, there's a lot of guys really capable right now. There and are. You've got a mix of guys who are shooting well, who aren't Brady and Kim Woo Jin. And, and that's uh, Marcus Dalmeida, Miguel, as you mentioned, yep. Florian Unruh, Mauro Nespoli.
0: Marcus and Mauro have been impressive repeatedly, but in terms of Marcus's trajectory, since we saw him at the last World Championship where he finished second in Yankton, I think was it second or third? I can't remember now. Second. The second there? Yeah. To
1: Kim Woo Jin, I believe
0: when we saw that sort of trajectory and then we saw him follow through on it this year that gave me the impression that he has that potential to to take this all the way now with that said there are some other shooters with great potential to to do well and we shouldn't be counting out Meta us. we should not be counting out Meta here I know that Meta has not had the performance that he would want to have at this stage
1: he shot a 692 last week but
0: okay that's he's, right, he's back to that point yes yeah. exactly so he could come out to Berlin and just drop it on him you know very well you know on the other hand you got Kim Jadok who's still maybe feeling a little bit of pain from his last experience at the World Cup and I think that you may see him um with his hair on fire coming to this thing. We, of course, have to always consider the possibility that a dark horse like a Jackson Mirich, a young, talented guy who doesn't have a lot of preconceived notions, could come out of the woodwork and do really well, depending on the bracketing here.
1: Yeah, there's there's a number of, so I'm gonna go with a dark horse pick first. Uh, Thomas Shiro. Wow, okay. So my dark horse pick.
0: Well, you know what? One of those guys who's talented and consistently good, but hasn't always made it to the top step.
1: Outdoor, he just hasn't made it there. Outdoor, yep. but it's a matter. He's a good enough shooter to get there.
0: I think Maro Nespoli's on a roll right now. I wouldn't put anything past Maro. No, I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Um, it's amazing I, how tough, however, mentally
0: tough, you know, he's become.
1: Yeah, and he's just keeps. He's just still around. He's a. Super veteran in this game You know Like him and Kim Woo Jin Or sorry Well Kim to a point But Oh Jin Hyuk
0: You know who I'd be happy To see do well And it's partly because Of our friendship Is um, Is Guy Matskin's Student Itai Shani Sure You know Yeah I I think that would be delightful It would be really good
1: Get a guy another run At a major event
0: Uh, But then again If we're going to get Personal about this I'd like to see my buddy Takaharu Furukawa Make a medal here I think that would. So what be he nice. does medals at major events. Medals at major events.
1: So he's, I gave you my dark horse. Who do you got as a, a dark horse? We'll Ryan Tayac. Ooh, that's a good dark horse pick.
0: Ryan Tayac is my dark horse because if Ryan's on that day, and he's had the exact correct amount of those espresso fudge <laughs> cookies that he <laughs> likes to eat, he's dangerous. He huh? could be really dangerous. But right. you know what? You got to say Florian Unruh has the potential here.
1: Yeah, I can't call him a on dark horse. On home ground has been though.
0: On home ground.
1: I think, didn't we actually have a little very early prediction and I called him? You did. This was like, this was our unofficial predictions earlier in the year. Earlier in
0: the year, you, you expected Germany to do exceptionally well. Yeah. And I'm not backing off from that.
1: I'll, I'll probably pull away from some of my picks there, but not Florian.
0: Jack Williams has the potential to medal. It's proven that he can. He's going to have to bring it together on the day.
1: Yeah, he's gonna have to get some stuff going.
0: Yeah, but at the if you got to if you got to absolutely press me for who's gonna win this thing, I got only one word: Kim. Yeah, he's
1: got half of the, the last six world championships. Half of them are his.
0: Kim Woo Jin. I believe we're gonna he's see him guy. do it again. I, he will make history. I'm saying it right now. Kim Woo Jin will make history at the Berlin World Championship. Yeah,
1: he hasn't won an event this year right a world archery event so he's due and he's Kim Woo Jin
0: so that's all there is to say about that all right recurve women all right for the recurve women we have again a number of known quantities punctuated by new talent that could come out of the back of the pack and serve up some surprises Starting with uh, somebody like Audrey Sion of France. Now Audrey, you know, has, has really good form. The question is, will she have her head together on that day? And frankly, I think she has the capability. So I think that could be one of those people who, and Lisa Barbalin, similarly. You've also got Katharina Bauer of Germany. Now Katharina is a very consistent performer. And again, she's gonna be on home ground would not put it beyond her to win a medal. With that said, though, I think we will also see some potential from Kang Che Young, Kang the Destroyer. And if I had to name who will be the world champion right now, I had to put 50 bucks on the table here, Steve. I'm going to say it's going to be Miss Kang.
1: would be a good choice. This is a weird one because there's... Some of these top, you know, former top shooters are a little bit off form, King Che Young being one of them.
0: Yeah, but is it that they're off form, or is it that they're tapering up to this event? I think that's, that's probably more likely. They right. haven't been
1: at a ton of events
0: yet, and they're working towards this.
1: There's some others that I think have peaked too early.
0: Yeah, we talked um, about that at lunch earlier today, right? I mean, yeah. there's a couple I mean, We're not going to name names right now, but there are some people that you're concerned about because you see that they – they peaked what could be as much as six months before they should have.
1: Or a year before they should have. Yeah. 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 There's, and that happens at every Olympic cycle. Someone rolls through the year prior having a really good year, and then they fall off the face of the earth the next year.
0: I think we have potential for a medal from Penny Healy from GBR.
1: Penny is a gamer. I think I called her. Man, she that responds well to pressure. I we did this show already. But you know what? We can call it an like a... Power rankings show. The power rankings change, and so do our
0: predictions. They do. So. USA's Casey Koffel. Normally, I'd have her as as an absolute contender for a medal. I don't know what's going on right now. I think, you know, like so many people out there, she's had some changes in the past year, and I think that um, slipping between a lock and dark horse territory for me. So where she just wrapped up her first year of school and,
1: you know, gets that stuff out of the way. It might be that she's tapering towards world championships. Kind of like you just uh-huh. talked about. Yeah. She'll probably, you know, put up her best performance here, but yeah, she's been, it's been different, uh, here in the U S like she was just beating everyone down at the yeah. USAT event. And yeah. she's been, she's, she's raised the bar for everybody. She
0: has. And some people like Jennifer, responded. Jennifer yeah. Musino has responded. Yeah. No she better. So, yeah. That's, that's what great. happens. That's what happens. High tide raises all boats, and Casey's had a big role in helping pull some yeah. of the American women up higher.
1: But yeah, I would expect Casey probably puts forth her uh, best performance of the year. Oh, there's no question that she'll do her best. Yeah, I the just don't is, know will be. It'll good be
0: enough. Yeah, in, you can shoot incredibly well and lose a match. That's the problem. That is so. the problem. Michelle yeah. Kropin, um, again, home ground. Don't put anything beyond her. I expect to see a team round medal at the very least from... Germany. Yeah, I'd love to see him win the team round. That I would. would be really cool. I would, too. Jennifer Messino-Fernandez of the USA has been just tearing it up lately. And uh, will she be able to bring that same momentum to Berlin? Very possible. Very possible. That's a big ask. It's a big ask, but it's possible. That's my point. Yeah. She Six might, months she might ago, if you asked up, me, I'd right? say no way.
1: Yeah, she might have found a little taste of that in, in Medellin. And now she's like, hey, this is cool. I'm going to get after it you know
0: Briony Pittman from GBR a dark horse possibility of meddling I think we could even see the GBR women pulling out a medal they've got a good team with her and Penny and Jessica now, I, I I would love to see we do have one team well. that has not been prominent for the past couple of years that could be a big surprise and that's the People's Republic of China yeah, they might win. They might win every recurve. They might do better event. than we expect. It's hard to say, right? Because little have we've seen of them, and then the inconsistency in team—like yeah. I never know, yeah, who their team is. Yeah, and San from Korea, the Olympic champion from Tokyo twenty 2020, twenty twenty one, is um, not at the same level that she has been used to. But I don't know if I would count her out for anything. She's tapering up. Tell you who my dark horse is. My dark horse is Tomomi Sugimoto of Japan, who I absolutely feel would have meddled at Tokyo twenty twenty if Tokyo twenty twenty had taken place. In twenty twenty. In twenty twenty. And by the way, she is the uh she's on the hundred yen coin for twenty twenty in Japan. That's big. That is big. All right, my dark horse, I'm going down the list. Um, Alejandra Valencia is on here too, by the way. She's got to be on this list.
1: Yeah, I'm going with uh,
0: Lucia Boari. Lucila. Lucila. Yeah, Bronze medalist of it. the Tokyo
1: 2020 Olympic Games. I'm going with her as a dark horse. And then uh, Reedy. Of India Because you always got to pick a one-name person as a dark horse. Not to mention the name. fact
0: that India, sometimes they can pull out some amazing performances. <laughs> I have no clue if she's even on the team for world championships. I just was scrolling through the world archery rankings. Okay. Fair enough. We can see. I believe that I'm looking at India right now, and I don't see her on there. However... You know, some of these things are subject to change at the last minute. They could end up sending different people, depending on, on certain factors. Yeah. Inquiries All right? Injuries or whatever. So anyway, those are our... Uh, what about mixed team? Korea wins mixed team. Korea wins mixed team. But the question is, will it be Kim and Kang? Or will it be... Kim and Ansan or Ojin oh
1: Jin and... Join me Soon well O's not on the team okay O's not on the team that sucks
0: it's Kim De Jock huh yeah will it be Kim Woo Jin? Kim De Jock and will it be Kang or Ansan? I say Kang Kang the Destroyer Kang yeah
1: huh well that's the uh, power rankings then we gotta go with power rankings
0: power rankings that's our current power we, rankings. I think we already did this show, and we forgot. Well, it's not like, you know... There's it's not lot, like things yeah. don't change, by I the way. We, yeah. I mean, we've
1: got a different perspective now. For everyone who's listened to this show two months apart now, I do not apologize. No. There's I a mean, lot going on.
0: You're getting what you're paying for, folks. Yeah. By the way, tickets for uh, Berlin are supposedly selling reasonably well for spectators. Going to be a reasonable spectator turnout for this event, so... Be interesting to see. The finals will be in front of the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. On Feb on Friday the fourth through Saturday the sixth of August. It's only fourteen euro a day. Oh, by the way, did you see the Koreans built a mock up of I the saw stadium? like exact. Yeah. That is All so. The that they put up the fake pillars to match the Olympic Stadium. I'm telling you right now that if they don't win, it won't be because of a lack of trying. Nobody puts more effort in. Nobody. No. No. Nobody. It's all the way. Nobody. It's going to be very um, impactful to see what happens with their compounds at this event. We'll have to see. You know, with Rio having been working there for six months now, and, you know, they're already pretty strong. Uh, We'll see if the lessons learned have been applied, and... If, if they it can pull medals out. here, yeah, and of course uh, the other the other big event for them is not just this one, but also the Asian Games taking place in the fall. So okay, we'll see what happens, but uh, you know it's it's always interesting to see what happens because you know what's going to really happen here is we're going to get a surprise. Here's a dark horse for you,
1: yeah, <clears throat> Compound Men, yeah, Roberto
0: Hernandez. Okay. What do they call those things from... So... 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 Papusas. Pupusas. P- yeah. Legit. Pupusas. 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 Yeah. yeah. Pupusas. So Roberto just, Hernandez. I've it's, got it. I am planning, by the way, in honor of Roberto, to find an El Salvadoran restaurant and try some.
1: There's a few around and they're legit.
0: I've never had them, but I had... Uh, I, I... For my... Uh, I, I observed another orbit around the sun the other day. And so for Congratulations. that...
1: Congratulations!
0: Yeah, thanks. So I ended up going on a 400-and-something-mile sport bike ride with a couple friends of mine.
1: You and I are not birthday celebrators.
0: No. I yeah. hate I hate the Yeah, it
1: just reminds me I'm getting older and more yeah. worthless. Yeah, same here.
0: And so um, I, I went on this long motorcycle ride. The subject of papusas came up. And the only reason I had anything to say about it or knew anything about it the existence of these things is because you taught me, because of the question or the statement made by Roberto regarding the relative value of pupusas versus tacos.
1: It's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's a tough call because they're so... They're both good. Huh? Can we agree on that? They're both good? It Well, and tacos are, can be a number of different things. Oh, there's so
0: many. Yeah. Al pastor
1: and yeah just how they're cooked and there's so much to that that's really tough They I ever tell you
0: you know years ago many um, we had an Easton factory for baseball bats and hockey sticks and things like that on the US side of the border and a fabrication facility in Mexico called a maquiladora brand new modern facility beautiful place and people would clamor to work there because they paid a little better and the facilities were so nice and everything else. And they had a complete employee lunchroom, you know, cafeteria with very inexpensive meals that were sort of subsidized by the company for the workers in Mexico. But 90% of the workers in Mexico would not eat at the cafeteria. They would go out to the curb where a van would pull up and there'd be a little grandma in the back of the van, cooking up local specialties, like cow-eye tacos. Mm, nope. But, but probably pretty good. It got to the point where even the American workers were eating out of the van instead of eating in the cafeteria. Because hmm. apparently it was so good.
1: There's a, there's a YouTube channel called, like, Mico China to Ranchera or something, like, I don't know. And... My house in your ranch or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. But let me look it up. But uh, it's this lady who it's a, it's a grandma and her. Okay, Mi cocina en El Rancho.
0: My kitchen in the ranch.
1: Yeah, and this grandma is just phenomenal, and she'll she'll always say like poquito sal, which means like a little bit of salt. And she'll dump a ton of salt on there. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like Cajun cooking. People are like, everything she makes is legit. And the way she cooks it is just amazing, too. So that's kind of what that reminds me of. You ever heard
0: of Justin Wilson? Uh, No. So back in the 80s and 90s, Justin Wilson was a TV chef. He was a Cajun guy. And he would, uh, and what we're going to do here, we're going to take a little bit of salt here. We're going to put some salt in our hand here. And we're going to throw that in that uh, old ratatouille there. And we're going to mix it all up there. Now, a handful of salt is what he would actually throw. A little bit of salt was a palm full of salt. A lot of salt. Well, but he'd, he'd measure it by weight. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. <laughs> but you know what? Those people, I suppose, maybe ate smaller portions or something, and maybe that's why they didn't seem to suffer from acute health effects from eating stuff like that. I don't know. Um... I don't know. They just got it built into their culture or something. You can take the salt. Speaking of culture and food, uh, do you have a favorite meal that you enjoy when you go to Germany? Since we're talking about the Berlin World Championship, yeah,
1: we went to this place as a team
0: that had uh, schnitzel. Man, it was really good too. So I had schnitzel one time. Yeah, and it was in a Rathskeller. I don't know what that is. It's a basement restaurant kind of thing okay in Leipzig where Goethe wrote Faust I don't know what the last two things are either let's just say it was a profound experience okay